0: It can't be true. I refuse to believe it. It just—it's just not scientific. It's impossible. It's a myth. It has to be a myth. It's a fable. It's just a cute, charming little story, created by the minds of men. It can't be true. There's no way that all the species we have at one time were able to fit. Within Noah's ark and be saved for procreation. No, that can't be right. There's just no way. I mean, these crazy Christians believing all sorts of nonsense, right? I mean, come on. We all know that's an argument. It's solid and it proves that the Bible is just a book of myth, fables, and Christians who believe in such things, well, you know, they're just blind. It's impossible. Science has proven God away. There's no God. Why science? Science says it's, Im- it's just in- it's impossible. You can't take all the species we have and put them on a big boat thousands of years ago. Now, we're not going to allow ourselves to believe none of that nonsense, right? We're animals. There is no God. There is no right or wrong up or down. We're all just slaves to the dance of our DNA. Yeah. From primordial soup, here we are. Nothing just somehow became something. And we exist. All the things we see around us which seem to scream of intelligent creation, engineering. No. It's all an illusion. There is no purpose in life. There is nowheres. There is nothing. I am nothing, I am no one, right? I mean, that's what the world thinks, right? I mean, does it make sense? (laughs) Okay, so today, we're going to read an article from our friends, once again, over at ApologeticsPress.org, titled, Was the Ark Large Enough for All of the Animals?, It's a a very good question to ask. I asked that question myself way back in 2011. I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? I didn't think there were answers, which is why I dismissed Christianity for decades. Like, There's no answers. There is no God. Science. I entertained that thought. I always kind of knew through conscience and the things that were taught to me in my upbringing that there had to be something out there. I mean, okay, I don't want to follow the Bible, because I don't think the Bible's right, but there has to be something out there. Aliens, maybe? I don't know. Some kind of outer world power or something. I don't know. Or maybe they're right. Maybe they're... I mean, I entertained it for a while. It's a sure way to get rid of the guilt you have when you live in sin, you know? But there's no God. There's no right or wrong. There's no heaven or hell. We're all just a bunch of animals, so if we want to live in sin, who cares? They're in, it, sin don't even... It's, It's not even a thing. Why are we talking about sin? There is no sin. There is no right or wrong. We're all animals. It's a very uh, tempting worldview, for sure. To kind of alleviate the guilt we have in our conscience for, you know, murdering, lying, fornicating, all those things, cheating, anything, living lawless. But um, lo and behold, when you're actually humble and seeking the truth, and you're truly paying attention to the information that's available, the evidence revealed, and you want some answers in life about this, that, and the other. Why do we die? Why do we die? Why haven't we evolved long enough now, in the billions and billions of years, to figure out how not to die, ever? And then one atheist pops his head and says, Well, there are jellyfish in this location of the world we've been tapping into, and they live forever. They are eternal. Keep digging, buddy. I know, I used to be there. Are we asking the right questions with the right motive of the heart? Was the ark large enough for all of the animals? Two individuals, same community, same neighborhood. Two individuals, same community, same community, same neighborhood, asking the same question. Are there any police officers here? Two individuals. Same community asking the same question. Are there any police officers here? What's the difference? How can we discern the difference? Well, one of them's asking for public assistance. Why? His house has been burglarized. Quick, quick, are there any police officers here? The other is asking the same question. Why? Because he just burglarized his neighbor's house. He's avoiding law. Man, are there any police officers here? I need to skedaddle. I need to get out of here. Two people. Same community. Same question. Two people ask the same question. What was the was the ark large enough for all of the animals? One's asking cuz he wants the he, he needs assistance. He wants to know the answer to that. One's asking because he's testing, he's challenging, he don't want to know. and you, There ain't a mountain of evidence you could provide that would change his mind. Ah. Which one are we? Which one are we? Are we wanting to learn or not? Was the ark large enough for all of the animals? Jeff Miller, our brother Jeff Miller, is the writer of this article which was issued back in July 2019. And you can find this article over at apologeticspress.org, a wonderful website, wonderful website, which points to the scriptures. And so we're going to get into that. Please consider subscribing, following, liking, sharing, drop a comment, all those wonderful things and interaction help support the added souls ministry and studio to move forward, expand, grow, reach more. That's what we're about here. The three points created back Over in 2012, when I created the Added Souls Ministry. With the purpose, of course, for our Lord and Master. It is to His glory. The three points, of course. Reach the faithless. Renew the fallen. And reinforce the faithful. That's what we're about. That's what we do. Want to get involved? Like, share, comment, all those wonderful things. You can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com, our freedom community. Once there, you can choose to support. No amount is too low or too high. You will receive exclusive content. This is how I've been building tents since 2012. As I labor alongside, here and now, the East Coast Church of Christ in New Brunswick, Canada. A healthy congregation. A beautiful and growing congregation. And you can partake in that, get involved, with all the reports and updates and the transparency, questions, concerns, sign up to uh, addedsouls.locals.com and uh, you can support us there. There's PayPal, addedsouls at gmail.com and uh, you can reach out to me. We can have a video chat, can have a phone call, email exchange. I can give you the address and uh, if you want to send something in the mail, that's all right. We always have a goal financially to keep the Maya family afloat. Which of course, again, keeps us working here and contributing alongside with the East Coast Church of Christ in this mission. Yeah, born and raised over here, we know a few things about the culture. We know a few things about the people over here. Don't be bamboozled or deceived by uh, fraudulent individuals trying to persuade us in other factions of their divisive ways. Stick with what is righteous and up and upright. And good and decent. Was the ark large enough for all of the animals? Good question to ask. Let's read the article together, you and I, and have ourselves a bit of a discussion here. It says, and I quote If there are around 11 million species on the planet today, and there were at least two representatives of every species on the ark, parentheses, and in some cases, seven or 14, how could the ark be large enough? To house its passengers for an entire year, some of which were dinosaurs? Here are four relevant points that clear up this seeming impossibility. Number one, it is true that dinosaurs would have been on the Ark since the commencement of the flood in the geologic column and fossil record is clear the Great Unconformity, and the Cambrian Explosion, respectively, and the dinosaurs are found well above those worldwide geologic features, the dinosaurs were alive when the flood began. As land-living creatures, therefore, they would have been represented on the ark. Further, archaeological evidence verifies the existence of dinosaurs after the flood. It just is what it is. I had to come, you know, I had to study this stuff and see if there was any legitimacy to it, any credible point to the fact that someone would dare even entertain the thought of saying dinosaurs walked with mankind. How dare you? Don't you know these beasts are prehistoric? What a fanciful, sensational myth you believe in that dinosaurs walked among man yet evidence upon evidence upon evidence is available to, again, the individual asking for public assistance from the law or the individual running away from it. It was a long journey out of the secular haze I was once in, now into the full understanding, sober, controlled thought and evidence-based logical platform, which reveals the objective absolute reality of such creatures and beasts among mankind. Okay, we keep reading. It says, That said, it is virtually certain that God did not send to Noah adult representatives of the species he wanted on the ark. See, have we ever looked at that angle, though? Like, you know, sometimes we're just so quick to dismiss any possibility, scientifically speaking, any possibility to observe, to test, to recreate... The fact that all these species, 11 million counting and plus, would have been in this boat called the Ark. Can we not fathom any plausible course forward? Are we not humble enough in our thoughts and discourse to accept a different worldview? How can we understand why these pesky, crazy Christians believe what they believe, if we're not willing to understand exactly what they believe and why? And sadly, a great many Christians just believe without any true, genuine scriptural faith. They just do what mom and dad told them to do and they can't defend their faith whatsoever. It's blind. I apologize for those. We want to learn stuff. Christianity is an educated religion. Why is it that we believe that we live in a young earth? Why is it that we believe God created the earth old and functional? Kind of like Adam and Eve weren't created as little babies. They were created... In adulthood, functioning, functional, productive. Why not create the earth in the same way? An old earth created in a young age. Why do these pesky, crazy Christians believe such things? They believe that the earth was literally flooded globally, and everyone drowned but eight human beings? No. Crazy fools. Right? That said, it is virtually certain that God did not send Noah... Send two Noah adult representatives of the species he wanted on the ark. Have we ever f- again thought about that angle? Did they need to be these enormous beasts in their full form of adulthood, or could they be in their eggs? Could they could they be in their little infancies, little cute animals? It's a thought, right? It wouldn't make sense. Well, of course it would. Adult species require more space, food, and water, and produce more waste. Oh man. <laughs> Further, they would not survive as long as 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 long after the flood as would juvenile species, and therefore would not be as well suited for repopulating the earth as would juvenile species. Well, there's a thought. That makes sense. That's logical. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fair it's a fair argument. Yeah, okay, yeah, there's answers to that, right? Juvenile species, obviously, would take very little space on the ark. Even the enormous sauropod dinosaurs were likely less than 7 inches in size when hatched. I mean, that's important. That makes sense to me. Right? Of course it does. Number two. It is not certain that there are 11 million species on the planet. The actual catalog number of species as of 2018 was roughly 1.8 million. Biologists are projecting they will eventually catalog 11 million species. Even that number, however, includes many species that would not have been on the ark, parentheses, since the text does not list them among the animals Noah brought, including the entire kingdoms of plantae, fungi, protozoa, chromi- chromista, archaea, and bacteria. Whatever those things are, well, I've identified a few of them. I know what fungi is. Haha, uh-huh. I'm a little bit smart it is. I'm a little bit edgy But uh, our brother Jeff uh, Miller, who wrote this article, of course, uh, is educated in this field. And he is credible to this information. And we shouldn't just slide him off as another Christian, ideologue, foolish, man trying to speak science and belief in God and all that stuff. No, 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 no. listen to what he says. This makes sense to me. Further, many creatures found within Animalia, if I'm even pronouncing that right, would not have been represented on the ark, including marine creatures and many amphibians that could survive outside the ark, as well as many of the insects, parentheses, which make up the bulk of Animalia. Animalia? Animalia? Since they do not have the, quote, breath of life, Genesis seven fifteen. that's important. And many would not be classified as creeping things, chapter 7, verse 14, according to the scripture. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. The number of species represented on the ark, therefore, would have been significantly lower than 11 million. 11 million. That's important. Those are good points to understand. And they're credible, it makes sense. Number 3. With this wonderful article from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. Moses used the cubit as the measurement standard for the dimensions of the ark, which is often estimated to be roughly 18 inches from the tip of the middle finger to the elbow. Well, well. Is this the middle finger? Because I'm told another finger is the middle finger, you know, when we say, don't give him the middle finger, don't do the middle finger. <laughs> I'm not going to play around with that too, too far, but I think we understand as adults what's going on here. Bit of humor in my dark side. Some scholars estimate a longer cubit, however. The fossil record reveals that reptiles, dinosaurs, plants, insects, and marine creatures grew much larger than do most animals today. If humans also were larger in the pre-flood era, as Homo heidelbergensis fossils may imply, the cubit could have been larger as well. A 25-inch uh, a, 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 a cubit would more than double the volume of space within the arc, right? 1,518,750 cubit feet versus 4,062,500 cubit feet. Number four in this article. The text of Genesis indicates that, quote, kinds of creatures, not species, were brought on the ark. As discussed elsewhere, the two terms are not equivalent. The designation, quote, species, was not developed re- relatively recently. Thousands of years after Moses wrote, quote, Oh, well, or I should read that again. The designation species was not developed relatively recently, thousands of years after Moses wrote. Kind, quote-unquote, kind, is likely more closely related to the modern taxonomic terms, family, or genus. Much of the diversity diversity we see within those categories, the many species of the planet, may have come about after the flood due to the inheritable variation within the genomes of the proto-species on the ark. Representatives of the canines, for example, were on the ark, from which likely came foxes, wolves, jackals, coyotes, dingoes, and domesticated dogs. And there's, of course, a, uh, a chart there which shows ARC canine prototype species, question mark, question mark, question mark. It goes foxes, wolves, and jackals, coyotes, dogs, and dingoes. Creation geologist and biologist John Wood Morappe, okay, conducted a thorough study of the feasibility of housing 16,000 animals, parentheses, representatives from each of the genus taxonomic rank. In other words, even more than would be represented if the family rank was used instead. In the Ark, taking into account the spatial requirements for food, water, waste disposal, heating, ventilation, and lighting, and found that the Ark was more than adequate in size to house the animals. Interesting, isn't it? The Ark was well-equipped to meet the challenges Of housing thousands of animals with room to spare obviously it would be expected that the ark would be large enough for its passengers considering god knew how many species he would be sending to noah and therefore how large the ark needed to be both variables that god himself controlled by the way genesis chapter 6 verse 14 to chapter 16 verse 20 as is always the case there is no rational reason to distrust what the Bible says, and I've come to understand that and learn that myself. Again, seeking with a humble heart, you want the are there answers? If there are no answers, what do you lose anyway? Really, there is no God. The Bible is a joke. Everything you know, there's no rhyme or reason to life. We're just a bunch of slaves to the dance of our DNA. We're all slime somehow. Well, what if? What if not? What if? Are we are we even humble enough to look in the mirror and say, maybe I'm wrong? You know, I have to do that every day. That's the difference between a prideful individual and a humble individual. I had to learn that. I had to learn that through the scriptures, how to do that, how to test your faith and how to look in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm wrong on this one. I may need to revisit this. That's the difference between a prideful brute and a humble servant. The world is filled with prideful brutes. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. You're stupid, I'm smart. Sit down, shut up. I'm the one talking here. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's humble, all right. Well, that's the position of pride that atheism takes. We're scientists. You stand for nothing. You have no objective reality. Everything's subjective. So what is it? Are you absolutely certain there are no absolutes? Yes, I'm absolutely certain there are no absolutes. Okay, I can't talk to you anymore. You don't even understand why. That's how we used to think, right? If we're asking questions and we're truly looking for the answers, that path is available. Because really, there are only two worldviews. In the beginning, God created. Okay, that's one worldview. The other one, in the beginning, nothing exploded into something. And then millions and billions of years later, somehow we've evolved into these intricate, detailed marvels of engineering. It's all an accident. Come on, man. Come on, man. You can look at anything we see. The chair I'm sitting on, someone built that. Someone built the chair I'm sitting on. But somehow these... Biological machines are just an accident. You know I had to ask those kind of questions. Where are the transitioning ones? You know where are the transitioners? Oh, it goes it goes so slow you can't see it happening. Oh, so slow, all right. So slow, all right. that's it. Who has blind faith again? One religious cult has its trust in time. Yeah, atheism is is faith in time. It's a religious cult in time. Time solves everything. Time can turn a banana into a human being. Yeah. That's why we worship at the altar of time. The Christian worldview, accurate to the uh, author's intent in the 66 books of the Holy Bible, of course, give the answers. I had to come to terms with that. Had to come to terms with that. What about you? Huh? Did you have to go through a journey like that? Be like, we're all a bunch of animals. There's no right or wrong in life to, oh, there is purpose. There is a creator. We are the created. There's a purpose in life. There are things we need to know and do. That's different. Hmm? There is right or wrong. That's different. There are consequences to the right and wrongs. Uh-huh. That's different. Wonderful article written there, a quick one, of course, uh from our friend Jeff Miller over at apologeticspress.org. Please, friends, again, consider subscribing, following, liking, sharing, drop a comment, all that kind of good stuff. Consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. Sign up over there, choose to support, partake in the added souls ministry. You will have access to exclusive content. I do go live there, I do upload and various things for exclusive content purposes. That's how I've been building tents for a while. Well, since 2012, I guess now. It just wasn't categorized and understood that way for a long time. Now we are known as digital content creators, you know, that kind of stuff. As I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here on the East Coast of Canada. It's a beautiful thing. Healthy church. Get involved. It's beautiful. Atheism is a snare that a great many have fallen into. And of course, the devil knew he had to remove the thought of Christ in our hearts in order to infiltrate us, infiltrate the void and compromise us with uh, the idea that somehow there is no God and there is no right or wrong, and we're just a bunch of animals. (laughs) We we certainly act like it once we've been taught those things You know, we taught those things to our children in public schools for uh, decades now In case you were wondering why that uh, We're living in a fallen nation where we can no longer identify The two genders God created at the very beginning How did we get there? Well, we're all a bunch of animals We stopped thanking God for the many blessings He had allowed us to have right? Once we stopped thanking God, we no longer recognized God. If we don't recognize God, we reject, neglect, and withdraw from the thought of God. There is no God. How do you know that? Oh, science. Science says so. We teach it to our little kitties there in public schools. There's no God. And if there is no God, then we are a bunch of animals. And as animals, we can i don't know do anything we want to sexually we can murder we can lie we can cheat why there is no god what does it matter you know true and pure atheists who have gone down the canals of that conclusion have actually acted upon that worldview by murdering people because why not we're all a bunch of insects and in today's fallen world because of this path into complete depravity and immoral factions, we think animals are more important than human beings. Statistical polling from various angles around the world, more so poignant, of course, in the Western world, showing the decay of our once former glories, like half of us say, yeah, we'd rather save our dog than our neighbor's life. That's a real thing we live in now. <laughs> People ask me, why are you armed? Because we live in crazy times, man. There's zombies all around. It's a crazy world we live in. How do we make sense of it? Well, we have to go back to God. That's the whole thing. We need to wake up to what's been taking place. The, the great lie that has been perpetuated upon our minds in this collective chasm of... Um, delusion, deception, the greatest lie. There is no God, evolution, atheism. And because of that, you see the pattern of the Gentile culture, which Paul revealed in Romans chapter 1, right? We don't thank God, no longer recognize God. There is no God. So what's next in that chapter? Well, since there is no God, let's practice sexual deviations and perversions, abominations. And let's murder babies. Because, I mean, you know, it's a woman's right. It's her body. And if we call it healthcare, then it becomes virtuous. See how easy it was to control the narrative? Evil is now good, and what is good is now evil. How did we get there? How can we embrace that? How is it that we have government, corporations, academic institutions, entertainment, sports, movies and music and media, social and cable news all in cooperation together to make sure that we are godless. How did that happen? How do we get there in our public life in the western world known as a christian nation. We're not a christian nation. We're a prideful idolatrous heathen, pagan nation. The pagan nations are now coming over here saying, Man, I need to go back home. <laughs> They're crazier than we were over there. How do we get there? How did that happen? Well, there is no God. There is no right or wrong. We're all a bunch of animals. Oh, and there might be aliens, though. Don't you know they made the, the pyramid? We're all lizard people. Quick, put on the foil hat lost our minds, lost our minds. How do we strengthen and unite and learn? By being humble, confessing our sins to God, begging forgiveness. He will quickly forgive us and bless us, teach us the path forward to healing and unity to our former glories in the land of milk and honey. It all stems back to simple questions like we've addressed briefly, mind you, not in elaborate format, but briefly in regards to a simple question such as, was the ark of Noah's age large enough for all of the animals? Someone says it's so trivial, like, why? who cares? It's petty. It's fickle. Why are we having a discussion about that? You can believe yes or no. You're part of the problem. <laughs> I know you might not know that right now, but you're part of the problem. Of course it's of most importance. I mean, a whole website has been built by it through our Brotherhood's ministry here at ApologeticsPress.org and many others like it. Why? To defend the truth. If the accounts witnessed and recorded of the age of Noah and the flood are but a fable illusion or delusion then Jesus is not a man to follow because he spoke of it as fact along with his apostles in the New Testament. How was it scientifically functional to have all those animals on the ark? Because they were categorized, rightly so, as kinds. And they were in their infancy, in little eggs or little babies. And that makes sense. And we know it does. And it's a much more peaceful life when everything around you makes sense to the fact pointing that there is a God, the God of the Holy Bible. More specifically so. Because an atheist, of course, we used to be like, well, what makes your God more special than all the other gods? Because our God is real. (laughs) He's living and true, and he can be proven. That's why. That's why. We have to look at these things. They're important. Yeah, well, I can be a Christian and still believe in evolution. Well, I'm not saying you can't. Many do. Evidence, however, history in the Bible says you're wrong. But you can certainly believe that. That's important information, you know. We need to look at those things. I had to go through that path and it was quite revealing and man, I couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. I remember back in 2011. I just have to I just kept looking at it, you know. I just couldn't I just taking it all in, man. I'm like, "Wow. I never saw this side. There's answers? There's actual answers to all these questions? You mean to tell me we aren't animals?" That we were created uniquely in the image of God? That there is a right or wrong? A heaven and hell? Good and evil? And that God loves us? God is love? God is pure? God is without sin? God has great compassion and grace towards us? He wants us to be with him one day? No. Why not just, we're a bunch of animals, let's murder each other and die? (laughs) The religion cult of time worshippers. That's where we once were, weren't we? Of course. That's where we are in the fallen nation. All these kind of voodoo religions and voodoo scientific deca- deceptions, whatever you want to call them, I suppose. So, yeah, was the ark large enough for all the animals is an important question to ask. And there's answers to that. Of course it was. Of course it was. Is evolution true and real? No, it isn't. Is atheism science? No, it really isn't. Is there a right or wrong? Yes. Is there a heaven and hell? Yes. There is a God. Oh, yeah. There is a God. He is. In him we live. Yeah, there is a God. The God. Which God? The God of the 66 books of the Holy Bible. Yeah, those things are real. I didn't come to that blindly. I would never believe in anything I couldn't see and prove. No way. You weren't going to get me to do that. Look at me. I used to be a Gentile. I'm a Christian now. No, you are not going to make me believe anything that couldn't be proven. I mean, come on. I just needed to change the motive of my heart. Believe it or not, that's how that works life sometimes right beats you down sin has consequences start thinking about why are people i love dying why is there evil and why am i calling it evil if we're just a bunch of animals really like if we're just slaves to the dance of our dna and there is no god there is no right or wrong why am i calling something evil where do I, where is my parameter where is my authority to even call something evil and where do, why is it evil there is no such thing as evil and good. Why am I saying evil? Why am I? Why do I think something's evil if there is no God and there is no right or wrong? Why, why, why? Everything's so confusing. I don't understand. I had to change the motive of my heart. I want to understand why these Christians believe what they believe. I know what mom and dad raised me to believe, that there is a God and there is good and evil, but they were crazy. They were part of that system, that old archaic tradition system, Christianity stuff pesky stuff, telling us we can't do this, we can't do that. I do want to participate in sins. How dare you make me feel guilty for doing so? I reject mom and dad's theology. Then you grow up and you become mom and dad, and you're like, oh, wow. I guess mom and dad were onto something. They may not have been able to defend it very well, but they still had the humble heart to believe in what is true. And I want to know why. It changes the motive of your heart. I want to know why. I want to know why there's a Bible. I want to know why people believe in it. Why they really think that once they die, they go to some place called heaven or hell or something. I want to know these things. I ask questions. Yeah, well, what about this? Yeah, what about that? What about all the contradictions in the Bible? One after another, you start looking into it. You're like, okay, well, that's not a contradiction. But I know this one is, look. And you look, you're like, oh, well, I guess that one isn't a contradiction either. But I know this one is, and you do that game for a while. And then all the contradictions evaporate. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, you know, if, and some never make it all the way to the truth, they stop halfway and they're like, yeah, okay, I'll be a Christian, but I'll create Christianity in my own image. And I'll create a church that I want the church to be, you know, I'll, I'll just create my own image of Christianity. They stop there, right? They don't go all the way. Well, I figured I had gone all the way in the world in the excess of sinful practices and everything the world had to offer me. It's, it's abundance of women and riches and fame, right? Why not go all the way opposite too and find out everything that this Christianity thing has to offer? So I went all the way ready to risk uh, risk it all, sacrifice all. I, I'll lose my wife, I'll lose my kids, I'll lose my family, I'll lose my friends, I'll lose my career, I'll lose everything. I don't care, I'll lose it all. I want to know the truth. It's a matter of the heart. You think we go through such a drastic and desperate change in our lives to only allow ourselves to be corrupted? No, man, not at all, dude. We went all the way, all the way to know the truth. The uniqueness of the church, the plan of salvation, the manner of worship, the necessity of discipline, and before all of that thing, all of those things even came to be known in our hearts, we just wanted to know who this man Jesus was. That's where it all starts. See, when people want to argue now with me, I just say, I don't want to argue. You're not searching. What are we arguing for? Let's talk about the weather. You're not looking for any answers here. Now, if you're searching, okay, where do we begin? Who's Jesus? Because there are many Jesuses created in the image of men. But where's the Jesus created by the penmanship of the Holy Spirit? That's the Jesus I want to know. I want to know the real one. And once you get to know who that man was, truly, from all facets and description, inspired language, to secular, historical, recorded accounts, all of it. Who is Jesus Christ? Oh, uh, that's when everything starts to make a lot of sense. That's the key. That's the key. That's the door in, man. You have to know who Jesus Christ is. That's when when someone says, well, I believe this and I believe that and I'm a member of this church or that church, this, that, and this, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, this person doesn't know who Jesus is. That's the common salvation we have among those of us who truly went down that path all the way to find out who Jesus truly is. Was he just a man with a kind heart? Or was he truly a man on earth, but God on earth in Like, was he just a man or was he God on earth? There, that's what I wanted to say. That's important. Once you, once you truly know who Jesus is and you make the free will decision to follow him, then you start to learn the uniqueness of his church, the purpose of salvation, and, well, the uniqueness of the plan of salvation, and the manner in which uh, God wants to be worshipped, and all those things. All those things will come if your heart is truly seeking. Sadly, we live in an out-of-season time in a fallen nation where people don't want to hear that anymore. They want none of it. We believe we're all a bunch of animals, so we act like it. And we are being led by tyrants and oppressors. Child sex traffickers. (laughs) It's illegal to even entertain the thought of opposing and speaking out against pedophiles who have the minds of our children, who mistreat them and abuse them and traffic them. Try You go ahead and try to tell me we live in a Christian nation. You go ahead and try to tell me we're still in our former glory. Go away. Are you truly that blind? This is a fallen world. And the West has fallen. And our foreign enemies, they know it. They're in here. They're just waiting for the day. <laughs> They're just waiting for the day to rear their ugly heads. And execute all those who are thinking themselves so strong in their diversity. How do we get there? How did we get there? We're all animals. That's how. There is no God. Why do you think that's the threat? Why do you you think that was the very thing they had to remove from our hearts, our minds, our households? Belief in Christ. Because belief in Christ would have stopped us from getting to where we're at now. It's been going on, man, for centuries and millennia. Look at the Jews, the Hebrew household, the Israelites. We believe in God. We love God. We follow God. We are humble to God. We confess our sins. We obey, to the, we obey the law. We know God is the lawgiver. He loves us. Blessings, 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 blessings. Security, family, land, ancestry, nourishment, everything available to them. Nope, there is no god. There is no god. We'll worship other gods. We'll worship ourselves, the animals. Death, destruction, division, chaos, murder, slavery. Wake up. If I could figure this out, the son of a factory worker up there in Parker Roads, Kaduck, New Brunswick, uneducated. Then some of yous out there, who are way smarter than I am, should be able to figure this one out. Really, I'm honestly pleading with you. Just at least enter, at least think about it. Like, really, where are we, and why are we here? Because we've told generations of our children that they're animals. Don't thank God. Don't go to church. Don't believe in Christianity. Don't do this. Don't do that. There is no God. Science—that's what science says—and we bl- we made them believe all sorts of lies. A lie in the hands of a cunning diatrophic brute will have you charmed into all sorts of deception, and that's what we've allowed in our classrooms, in our households, in our churches, in our families, in our marriages, all around. We've allowed those- our weaknesses were made uh, uh, were vulnerable. And the enemy saw it, and the the enemies came in. Devils came in. You're all animals. There is no God. There are no answers to, to anything. We're just a we're just a bunch of insects, you know. <laughs> that's 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 how this came to be. Now, if you want it in an inspired way, you'll have to go to Romans chapter one. Me, I'm flawed. I'm flawed. I miss the mark at times. I, I say things I shouldn't say. I think things I shouldn't think. I, I'm not perfect. I want to be perfect like my master. I try. We try, don't we? Really, we do. That's how we live faithfully. We try. We are not know-it-alls, you know. We're not Pharisaical. We know we need Jesus. That's what we know. We want to be better. We want to be humble. We want to love each other want to know the purpose of life. We're not a bunch of animals. Was the ark large enough for all the animals to fit? Well, yeah, of course they were. Did humanity walk with dinosaurs? Of course we did. Remember, dinosaurs was only coined when? In the 1800s somewhere? These reptilian creatures. I look at the Komodo dragon. I look at rhinoceroses. I look at all these at the crocodiles, right? I look at all these reptilian beasts and creatures and that still walk among us and I'm like, dinosaur, how can you not see that? How can you not see that? Oh yeah, right, sin, pride. Of course, look at all the artifacts, hieroglyphics, all the historical, archaeological digs and finds of our history. Look at the evidence. We have fossilized Human feet next to dinosaur feet. (laughs) These things are true and real. Greatly suppressed, slandered, mocked, ridiculed by the pride of this fallen world. You crazy, foolish Christians. We believe in science. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know what science is. Science is a tool to be utilized. Crazy, isn't it? All right, man. Enough of our conversation today. I truly appreciate your kind attention to this session, Thursday's topical session theme. Of course, we have our podcast sessions from Monday to Friday, weekdays, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. And if you look at the show notes, each day has its theme. Today was Topical Thursday, and we... Pick the topic. If you have one you'd like for us to address, reach out to us. Let us know. Okay? Is that all right? Stefan Maya is my name. AddedSouls.com is my website, and I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ. We have a Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. You can sign up and support AddedSouls.locals.com. You support the Added Souls ministry through the Maia family, allows us to keep working in this mission and the wonderful, beautiful, growing uh, presence of the gospel with the East Coast congregation. I think that's a good thing. I do. I thank God for it every day. It keeps me sane. Comforts me. Comforts us, doesn't it? Stay focused. Stay positive. And um, we shall, Lord willing, see each other tomorrow for our socio political conversation. Socio political conversations on our Fridays, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. Peace out.